You're listening to The Breakfast Show with Danuta and Lawson. It is AO4AM and it has come time for us to do our next quiz question for this morning. Please, Lawson, take it away. It is 8.05am. It must have just switched over. Mm -hmm. And it's, yeah, time for our next quiz question. That's right. Okay, here we go. Where the dead body is found, there ah. the blank will gather. 0491-064-669. This is a fill in the blank. Where the dead body is found, there the blank will gather. If you know the answer to that one, you'll go into the draw to win. A, Revive Cafe Cookbook. This is a prize that you absolutely want because cooking is awesome and it's good for you. And it's, it's, I, I really like cooking. Cooking is like, so I'm, I'm not a big gardener and that's hold not on, because. Hold on, hold on. I caught that line. You said, I really like cooking. I think you are more of the eating one though. Hey, <laughs> come on. How <laughs> dare you? How dare you put that on me? I love cooking. No, you always say to people, cook and I'm going to be there. Yeah, and I'm I mean, gonna I, eat of your course food. I love eating. I Everyone loves eating. You're much more of an eater than the cooker. No, I cook, dude. I cook (laughs) well, okay? And I love cooking and I love cookbooks because they give you some insight into how you can cook. And particularly, dude, cooking for people and it's like, I was going to say, it's like my gardening. Like a lot mm. of people love getting out in the garden. Oh, that's not. me. I don't have a garden. Uh, I'm maybe some point in the future. Like right now, I live in a dormitory in, at a university, so I'm I'm not in the garden. I'm not out in the garden. I don't have a garden. But I'm I'm like, oh man, I, I love well taking veggies from other people's gardens and cooking them up and serving them a nice, amazing plate of whatever I've cooked and seeing them appreciate it. And they do because I can cook good. Okay, I can. I'm good at it. And uh, no, I I really love it. I think. <laughs> It is cleansing for the soul. It's an awesome, you know, maybe a task that is uh, like, I'm not a professional chef, so I'd say it's a little bit menial, but simultaneously it's fantastic because you make good food and you can also use that to gather people around you. Like Mm. it is one of the best tools in, I would say in my arsenal of, Hey, I want to, reach people i want to interact with people i want to have good experiences with people what's a way i can do that oh let's cook together oh hospitality is one of the nicest ways hey to interact with people in different ways but hey if you love cooking like lawson uh text us in what do you love cooking what is your favorite meal what you know who do you invite around like who are your favorite people to invite around text us in on zero four nine one zero six four six six nine let us know what you love cooking what is your favorite thing I actually made a lasagna for the first time in some time oh, um, wow. on Friday, a veg, a veg to, in fact, vegan sort of one. And it was just so nice because, of course, I had my family over from interstate and overseas on mm. Saturday for lunch. And then I made this fabulous, you know, three salads, one with chickpeas, one with quinoa, mm. another one green salad. So it was just really colorful and it's just great to have people over, isn't it? So, yeah, yeah just let us know. Text us in what you love cooking, 0491064669. That question again, where the dead body is found, there the blank will gather. I want to give a clue for that one. Okay. Okay, the clue is... That years ago, I played in an orchestra in the Festival Theatre in Adelaide, 
And the thing is that they actually had a song with the words of that. So if you were in Adelaide years ago (laughs) at the orchestra and you saw Danuta there playing, uh, then you know the answer. So work it up. You're a violinist? I am a violinist. And so that the tune of that straight away when you read that came into my head. That's right. Hey, if you were there, 0491-064-669, that is the number to text. Hey, you're listening to The Breakfast Show, the this morning and mate, we're, we're getting into opening Absolute, up God's word. Yeah, absolutely. And just before we do open God's word, because it's just so crucial, we love opening God's word here. But I love what Pastor Justin Lawman mm-hmm. was covering mm-hmm. about the crises, you know, and and how well it's not it's not good news, of course, about the crises. What I loved is that what he actually pulled out from that, mm-hmm. like the incredible thing was, oh, did that just hit you in the face? Hey, that America has now gone from September 18 to December. 8, sorry, from September. 18 to December 18 of this year from 3 trillion in debt to 34 sorry from 33 trillion in debt yeah. to 34 trillion in debt how can you like do 1 trillion in like 2 months that's just like shocking absolutely shocking that's right and it's getting exponentially faster the rate at which they're spending money especially because the more money they spend and the more in debt they get the less value the, the more money they need to print the less value their money is so this is a cycle that it's it's a debt inflation spiral that they're in at the moment absolutely and this mm. reeks of of terrible consequences for terrible the american con- people for and their economy well world, worldwide and as he said you know that we're facing a global mm. conflict you know that there's war you know with poli- within politics that's happening finance war and immigration that's happening now but the thing is that you know we're going towards facing a global um, major one and of course the bible speaks about that very much and about which way will you choose who will you choose to worship mm. particularly we want to encourage you to open the book of revelation revelation chapter 13 and read that um, but I love what he said there. Get used to trusting God now. Because mm. if we don't trust God now, we're not faithful to him now, how will we when the major crisis does come? And God you know, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but he's actually given us a spirit of, of power and of love. What a mighty God we serve. Yeah, absolutely. And especially when we look forward to end time events and what the Bible says. It mm. says, when men call peace and safety, oh, the yes. name will come. So there's actually a, a bit of a dissonance there. It's like, how does that work? How does it work that there will be all these crises that the Bible describes as well taking place and that we're seeing in our world? Then all of a sudden people will saying, be saying peace and safety mm. and then Jesus will come. And what we see there in terms of a timeline is, yes, crisis, 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 followed by and, and, and resulting from these crises the giving of freedoms to the beast, the Bible calls it, or an institution that is aiming to control the world, to lead people to Mm. worship that is against God. Mm. And then following that, it's like, okay, now all allegiance has been given to me. Now there's peace. Now there's safety. And at that time, the end will come. And so ultimately... What we see there, and I always reflect, I always go back to this, like, how how can we, how do we personally respond to an event like this? And I love the words of Paul, what he writes in the book of Philippians, chapter four. He says, I have learned to be 
full. I've learned to be mm-hmm. hungry. Mm-hmm. I've learned to be content and I've mm. learned to suffer need. I've learned to be abased and I've learned to be abound everywhere and in all things. In all things. I can do all things through Christ, Christ who, who strengthens, strengthens me. me. You know, God has given us ability whether there is peace and safety. And it's interesting when you think about peace and safety, but in this world of sin and difficulty, the Bible's like, oh, well, idle hands, this is the devil's playground. And then on the other side, it's like, oh, well, under great crisis, people crack and fall. But it's like, oh, well, in times of peace, we have time to grow. In times of... in terrible trouble we also mm. have the ability to grow and be galvanized mm-hmm. and what we believe it's in places where there's great persecution against christianity in places where it's less so there are people coming to god and there are people growing in their faith and all that we need to realize is despite any of those situations we have the ability in our personal self with our own decisions to say hey do i want to know jesus today Mm-hmm. And to just take one step at a time, mm, just one step at a one time. step at a time with him. You know, he is calling out to us. He's saying, "Open the door." He's saying, "Come to me. I'll give you rest." Mm-hmm. Jesus is is wanting to interact with us. He's wanting to be with us, and so we have to say, "Hey, no matter what's going on in the world, like the only way I will get through this is walking with Christ." Absolutely, and that's why here on Faith FM, each time we actually want to encourage you to give Jesus a go in your life. Mm. You won't regret it. You know, the life that you ha- we will have with Him is an abundant life, Absolutely. and more than that. You have that, that hope of salvation and eternal life in Jesus Christ when you believe in him. He says, come to me as you are. Don't, don't wait to try and perfect yourself in any kind of mm. way because we cannot as sinners. He says, come as you are. I'm the one that actually works in and through you in every way. Mm. Hey, let's actually continue on with our Bible study. We're, we're continuing on God's mission, my mission. Of course, last week we had part one looking at reaching the unreached. And last week we were looking at Paul. We were looking at, um, the, you know, in Athens, Paul and the unknown God. We actually looked at introducing the new God and Paul actually taking and uh, reaching the people within the book of Acts and crossing over the line, continuing to be a witness. And this week we are continuing part two of Mission to the Unreached. And mm. as we prepare to go into our Bible study, I want people to, if you actually got your phone or if you got your Bibles, open up with us to the book of Judges chapter three verse 1 to 6. That's where we're going to be reading really shortly. Mm. And we're actually going to be looking here at, at uh, you know, Jesus. There's a couple of verses that we will read first off in Matthew 15, 21. And then we're actually going to go to Judges 3, verses 1 to 6 to give some of that context and the background mm. of where Jesus is taking his disciples. You're listening to The Breakfast Show. Connect with us on 0491 064 Okay, and as we go into the mission to regions beyond, that's the topic for us today. We're actually looking at that, that Jesus takes his disciples from Genesaret and actually departs to the region of Tyre and Sidon. And I don't know if mm. you've got actually got that there. Mate, I'm um, ready to go. We love to read from the Bible, don't we? We Absolutely. always say, don't take what Lawson says, don't take what Danu yeah, says. Don't to me, bro. <laughs> actually take it from God's, God's <laughs> Word. So can you read for us Matthew 14, verse 34, and then also Matthew 15, verse 21, please? So in 14 and verse 34, the Bible says, when they had crossed over, they came to the land of Genesaret or Genesaret. Uh, and then we come to Matthew chapter 15. We're reading in verse 21 now. Then Jesus went out from there and departed to the region of Tyre and Sidon. And mm. behold, a woman of Canaan and whatnot. And there's a, there's a beautiful story there of his interaction with these people from that 
area that were in again they were kind of fringe fringe Jews or, oh. or, or you know, related to Jews in some ways living in the region of Judea but then outside in the outskirts is interesting interesting times interesting place there absolutely and you know that's the, you know when we actually look at at these verses you know we might ask ourselves why is Jesus taking them there mm. you know why is Jesus taking them there here they are you know the ministry is mostly around the sea of Galilee mm-hmm. with him and the disciples and we know that Jesus um in his adult years lived mostly in Capernaum mm-hmm. You know, born in Bethlehem, raised in, in Nazareth, mostly around the Sea of Galilee. That's right. That, that whole area. And now he's actually taken them to an area that is actually on the borders, like, like I say, on the fringes, um, of, of that area. Mm. And he actually takes them out there. Why do you think he takes them there? Well, it's interesting to see. So they're in this area of Tidon, Tyre, Tyre. And the person they meet out there is regarded as a, the Bible describes him as a Canaanite. Mm. This is, you know, when we talk about like Israel Hamas and the Palestine, Palestinians and Israel, and there's like a big question surrounding like, oh, who's the original inhabitants of the land? Well, the answer to that question is, you know, if we roll the clock back far enough, well, neither of them, we've got this lady here who's a Canaanite. So yeah. they were in the, in the land or the, there's a region where Israel eventually was set up before the Israelites. So, you know, you could say, oh, well, Abraham was there before the Exodus. You know, there's, there's all kinds of, uh, all kinds of timelines and things going on. But what you can say is that the Canaanites were a particularly old group of people mm. and they inhabited this area for thousands of years mm. and this is on the outskirts now of Judea. This would have been within the when Israel was more of a large kingdom and an empire of multiple states. This would have been there. And they go to this point and interact with people who aren't Jewish. Aren't Jewish, that's exactly right. Which would have been to some surprise of mm. the of the disciples at this time and in this context at least politically and religiously in Israel they were very much or in Judea they'd very much become isolationist they they, they only mixed with their own didn't they yeah. their own culture their own nation their yeah. own beliefs that's what they did yeah and and especially when we consider the uh those who were not um the, those who were Jewish at this time and those who are of a higher status and of a higher class and they're looking to Jesus as a rabbi. Mm-hmm. It's like if you're of a lower class, it's like, okay, yeah, you have you have to trade and you know, if you're a merchant, you have to interact with these people. But if you're a religious person, like what's what's the deal here? Like, Jesus, why are you going out of your way to go into these non Jewish areas to interact with non-Jewish people, mm. like there, there would be some question marks there. Absolutely, and God and Jesus is trying to teach them something in this Abs- space. Yeah. So let's give some of that background context in addition to what you've actually just um, said there with that, and bring it back to why Jesus actually takes them. Let's actually look at Judges chapter three, verse one to six, yes. because this will give us some of the background, and then we're going to go to the First Kings chapter five and chapter eleven as well. Yeah. So where we are in Judges here, we're Winding back the clock some mm-hmm. 1,500 years, maybe even further mm-hmm. to, yes, the, the early 
the early, early era of Israel. They've early just era. come out of the, you've had the Exodus story. They've had the book from of, Egypt, the book to of Canaan. Joshua when yep. they finally arrived. And then the judges period is they're starting to establish themselves as a nation. And of course, we're going to add there, of course, there was the conquest, you know, it started mm. with the conquest of Jericho. Yes. And then they kept conquering further and further as they went in. Um, and, um, yeah. And so here we pick it up of the nations that they actually conquered, but then yep. there's also nations that are Remaining yep. that don't be, don't get conquered. That's right. It says now these are the nations which the Lord left that He might test Israel by them. That is all who had not known of any of the wars in Canaan. This was only so that the generations of children of Israel might be taught to know war, at least those who had not formerly known it. Namely, the five lords of the Philistines, all the Canaanites, the Sidonites. And the Hivites who dwelt on Mount Lebanon from Mount Baal Hermon. So this is some interesting names here. From Mount Baal Hermon to the entrance of Hamath. And they were left that they might test Israel by them to know whether they would obey the commandments of the Lord, which he had commanded their fathers by the hand of Moses. Thus the children of Israel dwelt among the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. And they took their daughters to be wives and gave their daughters to their sons and served their Gods. Wow. Mm. Okay. Right there we see, and it's just mentioned twice. Did mm. you catch the line there in chapter 3, verse 1, and mm. then again in verse 4? Yeah. The reasons are is to test Israel. Test mm. Israel by them. Yeah. Okay. What's another way we could actually put that? I, I think the test that's being given here is to reflect and I'm not really sure, just regarding your question here, I'm not really sure. It's like, oh, test, because it, it says it there. I'm like, oh, yeah, a test or a trial or whatever it may be to reflect, you could say, the faithfulness of the Israelites, but also their ability to be a light to the nations around them because there were nations that they came in and warred with. And and God makes it very clear. And if you look at the, the religious context of those areas, it's like, oh, yep, they're like sacrificing children and doing all these awful, terrible atrocities. And there is a need to go to war and establish yourself. It says that they would, they would know war. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But simultaneously, like, if I, I don't think it's God's ideal to just go in and kill everyone. No. I think to know, to know war, yes. Uh, but also to keep the commandments and very much a part of those commandments is love the Lord God with all your heart, mind, and soul and love your neighbor as yourself. And it was Jesus who would contextualize that. It's like your neighbor is not just your fellow Jew it's mm. or, or not just your fellow Israelite. It's not the Benjamites over here. It's not just, you know, the, the, the Judeans. It's not just the, the Simeonites or whatever it may be. No, you've also got the Phil- the Philistines, the, the Canaanites, the Sidonites. Like you've got, you've got the Hivites. You've got the people from Mount Lebanon. You've got the Parasites, the Jebusites. Absolutely. Like, these guys are also your neighbors. And God is wanting to give them a task here of being a light to these people. A hundred percent. I love what you're saying with that because that is, because, you know, in verse four, it says that he might test Israel by them. Here it says, to know whether they would obey the commandments of the Lord. 
Mm. And so it is. It's about faithfulness to God. And we know the story of Israel because, mm. the, you know, they constantly kept failing, you know, um, you know, God kept delivering them and being there for them. He was the faithful one, but they constantly kept failing and failing. And we find the trap that happens in verse 6. And they took their daughters, to, as this is of the Canaanites, the Hittites, and the Amorites, to, they took their daughters to be their wives and gave their daughters to their sons, and they served their gods. Mm. You know what I've written in my Bible? You know how I like to write in my yeah. Bible, like everywhere, hey, I've written the word trap, exclamation, exclamation, Oof. exclamation, yeah. right? Because that is, that's the trap. It's immediately when, you know, when we when, when we mix with, you know, we, we, we're there to witness to the other people, but does it, mean, does it mean that we live the same life? Yeah. Does it mean that we um, compromise on our beliefs? Does it mean that we, you know, waver from God's ways to get what we want? Yeah. Does, does it mean that? And that's the life application for us, doesn't it? Yeah. And so when we look at First Kings, it actually expands on that even further. In First Kings chapter 5, yeah. verse 1 to 12, as well as um, in First Kings 11, 1 to 6 as well. Are we able to go into those? Because yeah. here the thing is, you know, we're talking again about Sidon and Tyre particularly, where Jesus goes, okay? Mm. And that's why we're giving this background. Are we able to go there and actually look at some of them? Mm, absolutely. So we're in First Kings chapter 5. It says, Now Hiram the king of Tyre sent his servants to Solomon because he had heard that they had anointed him king in place of his father. For Hiram had always loved David. And Solomon sent to Hiram saying, actually, we're going to pick up. He sends, uh, Solomon actually sends a letter to Hiram. That's right, he does. We are going to pick up on this letter in the next segment here. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. And it's come time for us to do our last quiz question for this morning. Yeah, simply this. What does King Belshazzar see happen that signals the end of his rule? If you know the answer to that one, hey, 0491 you will go into the draw to win a Revive Cafe cookbook if you get that answer correct. But again, that question was, what does King Belshazzar see happen that signals the end of his rule? 491 And we're continuing our topic on mission to regions beyond. Of course, we started off with the book of Matthew where Jesus is taking the disciples uh, from Judea out to Sidon and to Mm. Tyre. And we're just looking at some of that background. We actually looked at the book of Judges, chapter 3. We're now looking just briefly, giving an overview only because of time factor. We do want you to read the verses for yourselves, though. 1 Kings 5, verse 1 to 12. And Mm. then we're going to go to 1 Kings 11, 1 to 6 and just give you an overview of what's actually happening here. Can you give us that one in in First Kings five? Well, please, First awesome. Kings five, chapter chapter five, verse nine, as we read before, it just says, "Now Hiram the king of Tyre, again the region where Jesus has taken the disciples, sent his servants to Solomon." And there's this interaction that they have back and forth, where essentially the conclusion that they come to is Solomon's like, "Hey, replace my dad." You know, hey, good, you know, th- that's where we're at. I think King David. Yep. Yeah, that's right. Uh, King David, I know you guys were friends. I've replaced him. I'm here. I want to have good relationship with you politically uh, as kingdoms. And the King of Tyson's back and he says, that is fantastic news, Solomon. I love you, Dad. I'm so mm-hmm. glad that we can be political partners and sends him a whole bunch of gifts and that's right. gold and silver and trees and all these kinds of things. He's like, yep, super keen for that. But unfortunately, we come to First Kings chapter 
11. 11. And things change, and, don't they? Well, the reality of the situation now, again, it's like so cool, I think, for Israel. It's like, yes, we've opened the door up to foreign trade mm-hmm. and, and we can be a light. Mm. But their king, their leader, fails in that role mm. because it's it's like, oh, yeah, we're being a light to the nations around us. And actually now I'm marrying all their women and worshipping mm-hmm. their gods. That's where the failure came in, yeah. wasn't it? And that yeah. was where... He took on the pagan lifestyle and, you know... Yeah. yeah, and we read that First Kings chapter 11 and verse 7. It says, Then Solomon built a high place for Chemosh, the abomination of Moab, and on the hill that is east of Jerusalem. So in Jerusalem, he's like building the temple, like his life, goal, and mission. Solomon's temple, one of the most beautiful buildings in the ancient world that was for the worship of Yahweh and Yahweh alone. It's like, oh, off east, they worship Molech, the abomination mm. of the people of Ammon. And, mm. and it's, it's again, you see, hey, this person, Solomon, he begins as such a light to the world around him. Absolutely, And then does. all of a sudden he has fallen to their gods. Mm-hmm. He has taken in their, you know, we're, we're, yeah. we're, we're Women. pro, we're pro yeah. you know, cross-cultural <laughs> marriages in terms of, you know, you can you can marry someone from wherever you want, but at the same time equally yoked and worshipping the same god, were they not? And it led to much of Solomon's anguish in his life, much of the anguish of the people yeah. of, of Israel, and it led to idolatry and it led to lots of hurt. Yeah, in verse 6 of chapter 11 of in First Kings, it says, Solomon did evil in the sight of the Lord and did not fully follow the Lord, mm. as did his father David. Yeah. And how sad, because he started off so well, didn't yeah. he? He was, like you said, a light to those around. But then it says in verse 11 of chapter 11 in Kings, it says, mm. Therefore the Lord said to Solomon, Because you have done this and have not kept my covenant and my statutes, which I I've commanded you. I will surely tear, surely tear the kingdom away from you and give it to your servant. Um, mm. And it, and so and, and that's what unfortunately does happen. And so yeah. here, you know, there's so much that we could be keep on unpacking today. But here's the thing: we go back to Jesus taking yeah. the disciples from you know from around the, the Sea of Galilee area, from Genesaret and Judea, and takes them to Tyre and sit them with this background, knowing mm. this background. He's saying like, hey, like you know, Solomon was a light to these people you know when he was in the kingdom but then it all failed Mm. and Israel failed in this area let's go out to them but what Jesus is trying to teach them here is saying hey Let's not keep the message to ourselves. It is yeah. about being cross-cultural um, and and going to other nations and actually sharing and being a witness. But being here, here's the thing, being a true witness. Yeah, that's right. That's the key, being a true witness. It's not about mingling and getting into that kind of lifestyle. It's actually about being a true light by the character that we are. When we spend time with Jesus, mm. it's about the character that we reflect to others and showing, showing the light of Jesus to others. And so yeah. we want to encourage our listeners to do exactly that, to be a light to the world. Yeah, and I think that this moment is incredibly redemptive because... Like, again, Israel has failed and failed and failed and failed in this area. And Jesus, the true Israel. That's right. Mm-hmm. The true king establishing true king. the kingdom of heaven Absolutely. is able to go to this area and have these interactions Love that are saying. positive. And again, it, well, they had become so discouraged by their failures that at this point when Jesus is, they're just like, no, we're not. We're just not going to. 
have anything to do with these people because it'll just lead us astray. And they then built a theology around that of all these people are unclean and they're, they're common and mm. we, we can't go to them. But Jesus, what he's reflecting to the disciples here, he's like, Hey, no, like I have a mission and I will give you the power and the strength to not be conformed to this world, mm. to not fall short, but to be transformed in your own life so that then you can reflect that to the world around you mm. and see transformation in change in them. Absolutely. And that's because he wants all to be saved. That's right. Everyone. He yep. wants no one to be lost. Mm. And that's what he was trying to teach the disciples right here in this space. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. And we've actually got a bit of a special segment. We have on the phone none other than Elder Johnny Wong talking to us about a amazing, exciting program that's going to be running down in Melbourne over the, uh, the well, this period of early next year, 2024, called the Amazing Facts College of Evangelism. Johnny, are you there with us? Yes, good morning, Lawson. How are you? Oh, man, I am killing it, dude. I'm living my best life. We're here on Faith FM. We're so stoked to hear from you. Actually, I met your sister yesterday at a graduation uh, because I saw your nephew graduating. Exactly. Wow. That's good that you met up with them. Yeah. And that's so, so that was really cool. I was like, oh, yeah, I know Johnny. We're going to talk to him pretty soon. And now you're here to talk about all things AFCO, the Amazing Facts College of Evangelism, and giving us some insight into what's happening in that space and maybe enticing some of the listeners, if they're interested, to participate and join in. Yeah, exactly, because Amazing Facts Center of Evangelism, or affectionately known as AFCO, is a program that is part of a Christian television ministry called Amazing Facts. Mm. And we have about 10 AFCO schools around the world, in Africa, in US, in Europe, and we have it also in Australia. Mm. And it's an exciting place because you learn about how to share Christ to your friends Um and share and learn the Bible first, learn it well for yourself, and then learn to share with others. Maybe you have that inkling that, you know, you get people asking you questions, and you're like, how do I answer this? How do I give them a better answer from the Bible? Mm. And that's what AFCO is all about, training uh, people to, in a three-month uh, program, starting, starting mid-January to mid-April, mm. and they learn how to share Christ. Yeah, absolutely. We are very pro the idea of training here at Faith FM because the Bible is. The Bible is mm-hmm. very clear, particularly when we get down to the Great Commission. You know, teach them to observe all things I have commanded you. Teach them to, to go out, to proliferate this message of Christ, to lead people to, to Jesus. This has been our call as disciples. And the big question for us is, well, and that was a big question when I became a Christian. It's like, man, how do I actually do this? How do I reach people with the message? And that's what AFCO is all about. Now, give us some insight into the program itself and how exactly it's going to be running, Johnny. Well, the program is a three-month intensive program, but it's actually full. It's quite fun because you meet, you're in the same city. You're going to be studying class in the morning, but then in the afternoon, you're part of a, a vibrant church called Gateway where mm. you get involved in the projects there, the care groups, the soul winning, giving Bible study, running evangelistic camps, mm. running health program. But you know what? This year is going to be something really exciting. We've got a guy who has been um, 
a very experienced marketer in digital marketing. Mm. And he's actually done marketing for large multinational to all over the world. And he's going to come on board and teach us how to do digital evangelism, sharing mm. Christ uh, in an effective way, uh, using social media, using campaigns online, using uh, Instagram and Facebook, and learning to do that in a systematic way that mm. yields good results. Absolutely. That's fantastic. And Johnny, can you let us know, given our time's running away quite quickly, how can people find out more? Is there a website and how do they sign up and what are the exact dates as well? What's involved and how can they get involved? Yes, they can get involved very easily. Go to a website called afcoe.org.au. afcoe.org.au starts on 14th of January, closes on 20th of April. And all the details are there with all the course program, the instructors, the schedules. And if there is any question at all, they could even email to the uh, admin at fco.org.au. Yeah, absolutely. No, fantastic stuff there. And again, you can even give us a text at 0491-064-669 if you need any information about that. Now, Johnny, I want to ask you, what are you, just in the in the closing seconds we have here, what are you most looking forward to about AFCO this year and, and what is your expectations and the outcomes there? You know, what I most look forward to is people's life transform even within AFCO. And the results that we got last this year's AFCO class, most of the students say, you know what, my walk with Jesus is closer because I came to AFCO. Wow, that's, that's powerful. powerful. That's awesome. Hey, Jinx. <laughs> and uh, Johnny, thank you so much for joining us this morning to give us some insight into AFCO and what's happening there. And yeah, have a fantastic day. We're going to continue on with the show right now. You're listening to The Breakfast Show with Danuta and Lawson. And it has come time for our last uh, to, to give our answers to the quiz questions for yeah, today. That's right. And our show has gone so quickly. So we've got this segment. It's really quite short. Our first question was, how many men did Samson kill with a donkey's jawbone? Really quite something yeah. interesting that you wouldn't normally <laughs> yeah. hear these days, eh, being used. But yeah. he actually killed a thousand donkeys. So quite a large, of, of course, number um, that we're looking at there. Right. Second one is, of whom does the Bible say the Lord, his God was with him and magnified him Exceedingly, and it's who we were actually talking about earlier in our Bible study today. Yeah. It was actually King Solomon. Of course, you know, God gave him wisdom. You know, Solomon actually asked for wisdom. And, um, and basically, you know, God blessed him in that way. And so, yeah, he blessed him, magnified him exceedingly. Yeah. Um, our next one, in one of Jesus' parables, he compares a lost sinner to what other lost thing? It could be a coin. Or a lost sheep. Or a lost sheep, you know. Yeah, not quite the... The prodigal son, well, I mean, he was a lost person. But, yeah, the lost <laughs> coin, the lost sheep there. <laughs> We're actually asking for a lost thing, weren't we? Yeah, that's, that's the thing. Right. Great parables right there. This one here, where the dead body is found, there the eagles or vultures yeah. will gather. That was actually, I remember that being played, you know, with the orchestra, like I said. Well, yeah, the sim- it was yeah, a massive orchestra in um, festival theatre. Mm. And so that melody came straight back to I wonder to if me. any of our listeners were there and they were like, oh, yep, I know exactly. <laughs> Exactly what she's talking about. So. I was there I in think, Adelaide when uh, she was in the orchestra. I don't think so, unless they were like really young. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> if you ask my sister, she would probably remember that one because she mm. remembered that song really quite well. And the last one, what does King Bel- Belshazzar see happen that signals the end of his role? Rule? It was the handwriting on the wall. Yeah, mate. That's a fascinating story, isn't it? 
He sees the writing on the wall. It's all over, and that's in fact where we get all that over saying. in Rover. It was that's that's where we get the saying from. That I saw the writing on the <laughs> that's wall. That's right. Yeah, no, amazing and fanta- fantastic work. If you got those questions correct, if you got them incorrect, well, hey, just keep playing, guys. There's a, an amazing prize for this week: the Revive Cafe Cookbook. But we have had a great time on the breakfast show this morning, and as we're wrapping up, as we always do, instead of having to 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 answer questions correctly, now it's a game of speed. Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. We were talking about Jesus taking the disciples to Genesaret, to the area of Tyre and Sidon, to teach them a lesson. If you want to learn all about the lessons that Jesus taught people, really flesh those lessons out. I've got this book that I want to give to you absolutely free. It's called Christ's Object Lessons. Oh, such a good book. Such an amazing book. And it was all about the way he taught parables and the way that he brings these awesome messages and truths out of them that are not only like Jesus very much did provide information that would give people philosophical and religious assent. But furthermore, he taught them, hey, how is it that we can connect with God? And furthermore, how is it that we can bless others and live for him? If you want this book, Christ Object Lessons, all you have to do is race to our text line 0491-064-669. Text us the word book. The first text to through will get that absolutely for free. That's Christ's Objects Lessons. Amazing book. Hey, but we've come to the end of our show, Danuta. All too quickly, hey, and we always like to leave people with a promise for mm. today. So this one is looking at God giving you peace from Isaiah 26, 3 that says, you will keep the mind that is dependent on you in perfect peace for it is trusting in you. We have an amazing, amazing mm. God. He wants us to have peace in our lives. He wants the very best for our lives. We want to encourage our listeners, give Jesus a go. If you Absolutely. haven't let him into your life, let him into your heart today he will not let you down in every way so remember in every way to talk faith live faith act faith and you will grow strong in jesus christ Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.